This is episode 34, Be Less All or Nothing. This episode is sponsored by Vitaforce, a proudly South African brand that produces top quality vitamin and mineral supplements. And you can find out more about them at www.sleekgeek.co.za forward slash Vitaforce. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. Hey guys, what's going on? It is Eric here and I'm here with Ilan. Hey, how are you doing? Hey everyone, uh, awesome to be here on this podcast. I'm great, Eric. That's good to hear. So today we are talking about being less all or nothing. And this is a, a pretty popular topic at Sleek, something we're really passionate about. And it's also one of the Sleek Geek beliefs that we have. Uh, if you haven't checked those out, you can go search on the Sleek Geek website for the Sleek Geek beliefs. And the idea behind being less all or nothing is that trying to be perfect is the enemy of progress because nobody is perfect and it often results in failure. So what we want to try and get you to understand instead is that being consistent and consistency in general beats perfection. So try be less all or nothing and more always something. Now there's a lot of words put together here and Elan's going to read a comment by Kat Darvo from the community that helps to actually illustrate what we mean. Yeah, thanks man. So I asked the community for some feedback on what they think about this topic, and we got some great responses. Um, here's one from Kat that I think uh, summed up a lot of what we want to discuss today. Kat says, I used to be the consummate perfectionist. Anything not, do, not worth doing well wasn't worth doing. Of course, this often meant that very little actually got done. Sleek Geek has taught me to feel the triumph in always something. It has allowed me the space to simply get in some skipping and yoga on the days that I can't really get to anything else and not feel like a failure. It means that as long as I do something small, which resonates with my identity of being a fit and healthy person, I'm more likely to get back to full form and not throw in the towel when life is less perfect. That is really well said. Yeah, geez, I mean... Maybe we should have Kat on the podcast. <laughs> Exactly, but I mean, she's really like embodied a lot of the concepts that we want to talk about today. Mm. And like you said at the beginning with your intro, we found, guys, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years now. Yeah. And we've been observing thousands and thousands of conversations in the community on the Facebook group. We've worked with numerous clients privately mm. and in groups. And what we find is a common theme, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast are going to be nodding your heads in affirmation. Yeah. What we find a lot is that people are generally all or nothing. Mm. Um, people are either I'm going full out 100%, I'm all in, yeah. or I'm not doing it at all. There's no point. Yeah. And, and this is what we find with a healthy lifestyle. You know, I'm either 150% cutting out all the all the junk food. Mm. I'm like, you know, I'm living on fish and broccoli, and, yeah. and I'm I'm in this diet, or stuff that I can't do it, and you just go back to eating badly, like overindulging constantly. And there's really like nothing in between. And so we found that people often can't live in the gray. And why do you think that is? I think it's maybe something that's ingrained from us like mm. as, as children. I mean, most, most diets and exercise plans you see out there 
involve, okay, today's going to start with a big bang. Yes. And you're going to overhaul your entire lifestyle. I think, I think one of the reasons, because now, you know, now you've got me thinking about it, I think one mm. of the reasons why that is, is because I think that most of the diets that are out there and most of the things that you learn, they tend to like be of the nature of, you know, do this and then you'll get this. Yes. But they don't tend to talk about like, okay, you don't have to do this perfectly. Yes. Or you can make mistakes. Yes. Um, so I think someone looks at it and they think, okay, I have to follow this meal plan or whatever it is mm. to the T a hundred percent. Yeah. And if I mess up, then I failed. Yeah. And then people tend to quit when they feel like they failed. So and, yeah. So, so just one thing I wanted to expand on there is, you know, that book that we've got um, from BJ Fogg on tiny habits, which is mm. an excellent resource if mm. you want to become good at building habits. Mm. He talks about the science that people generally feel like it, it doesn't matter the size of success, success, but success makes you feel successful. Yeah, success, you know, success. So even a small success makes you feel successful. Mm. So you don't have to be largely successful. Absolutely. And I think that the opposite is true. I think even a small failure can make you feel like a failure. Very uncomfortable, yeah. And that's why I think people come unstuck with these kind of plans and in that diet mentality. It's like, you know, oh, geez, I got that meal wrong. Mm. Or, oh, geez, I ended up having a chocolate by accident. Mm. And now, like, I literally am a failure. Yeah. I can't do this. And this may, like, hurt people a bit, but I mean, I think most people who consider themselves perfectionists yeah. are absolutely terrified of failing and looking bad. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think the other overriding thing is, like, if someone comes to me and says, I'd like to quit or I felt like giving up, mm. my first thing that I want to explore with them is this idea like do they think they can do it like do they think it's possible mm. because I think a lot of people when they fail like they make let's say you start that diet you make that mistake you feel like a failure you quit probably if I'm trying to get into their head the feeling is probably I can't do this yeah this is too hard this is not for me um, mm. you know and I think that's where people get stopped in their tracks because they feel like they have to do it perfectly. So I feel like it, this is getting too hard. If they stop now, they are choosing to stop. This yeah. is their decision. They didn't fail. Yeah. It's like they're protecting themselves from this, from looking like a failure or actually being considered a failure. And I, I used to be a perfectionist as well. I really, that was definitely part of my personality when I was younger. Um, and most of the time it ended up me not doing much of anything. Yeah. You know, when you, when you have this all or nothing approach, you very rarely end up with everything. You almost always end up with nothing. Yep. You know, it's either all or nothing. Most of the time you get nothing. And this is why having this always something approach is way better. Consistency beats perfection in the long run. Um, and and Kat, Kat talked about this pretty well. She said, it has allowed me the space to simply get in some skipping yoga on the days I really can't get to anything else. And those who know Kat know she is an avid runner. Mm. She runs a lot. She runs almost every single day. And there are still days where she can't get to it. Yep. So rather than saying, okay, I failed today, she says, okay, let me get some skipping or do some yoga instead. Sure. These are a lot less demanding. They take a lot less time. But they still reinforce her identity of being a fit and healthy person. So she just she keeps that momentum going. Sure. And I think part of the problem also, you know, back to your original question about mm. why this is, is... I think that most people want to, when they want to embark on change. Yeah. And this, you know, I think it pertains specifically to when it comes to diets and losing weight and these kind of things, but it probably mm. filters over into much of life. Yeah. 
I think it's because a lot of people often, when they come to the point of wanting to change, mm. they're uncomfortable. It's a lot they're of pain. They're frustrated. Yeah. They're in pain. They're yeah. unhappy. Mm. And what happens when you're in that space? You want to get out of it as quickly as possible. Yeah. So you are working in a paradigm of, I need to get results ASAP. Mm. And I think our yeah. brain naturally thinks, in order for me to get results ASAP, I've got to do things 100%. Yeah. Like, you're not creating the space to say, you know what? I'm going to give myself a little bit more time mm. and I'm going to, that's going to give me the space to fail a little bit, yeah. build some consistency, yeah. do this, but mm. in the long run, achieve my goals. And I think that's also part of the paradigm shift where, you know, I mean, now we obviously jump into the finance sector, but Ramit Sethi, who's one of my favorite, like, um, finance mm. self-help kind of guys, yeah. you know, he often like talks about the concept of going slow to go fast. Yes. And so what that means is, is that ironically, sometimes if you go slowly, you end up in a better position than if you try to go fast. Kind of the tortoise versus the hare story, yeah? Exactly. So, you know, if you're doing a piece of work and you do it methodically and slowly and you don't make mistakes and mm. it ends up being a really quality piece of work that stands the test of time. Mm. Or if you go and you do that work really fast and slapdash yeah. and it ends up being like a sloppy mess. Yeah. So, so ultimately, the whole idea is you might have to go a little bit slower, but maybe you'll ingrain more habits. Maybe you'll build a longer term mm. lifestyle. And in a year's time, you'll be in a much better place i mean you can see that in the the sleeky coaching program it's exactly what we do there rather than people signing up and us giving them this diet and meal plan and exercise plan and everything starts with the big bang yeah and they get everything up front we literally give them one habit to focus on just one thing just do this for two weeks sure and people hate it yeah. they're like this is so damn uncomfortable i want to get results now yeah and we just show them look slow down Build the foundation. Get uncomfortable with this process. But it goes against the grain of what they expect. Exactly. They expect but, to be given this diet on Monday. Yeah. And I better eat everything I can this weekend. Yeah. Because I'm never going to eat anything nice again. Yeah. And, you know, that's what they expect. And I think that also talks to the entire paradigm shift that we're trying to teach. Is mm. that you'll hear us often on our podcasts and in our sneaky materials say that, you know, health is a skill and a habit mm. and a practice. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why your initial question, why do people go for this all or nothing mentality? Yeah. Is because it's strange. Like most things in life, we understand that we have to learn, we have to practice. Mm. Like nobody expects to be really good at something immediately. Yeah. You know, if you're going to start a new job and do work that you've never done before, mm. you don't expect to be excellent at it on day one. If or you've got some kind piano. of growth mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Whereas, so most things in life, we understand that there's a learning curve. Yes. But then people come along to health and fitness and they throw that out the window. Like, oh, I eat food normally. I know how food works. Let exactly. Me... They treat it as though there's no learning curve. Yeah. And that's true. so, and I think that's the biggest mistake that people make. Like, you can't go from living on McDonald's and drinking liters of Coke. Every single and, day. And being like extremely sedentary and yeah. lazy. Yeah. To waking up next Monday morning mm. and living like an athlete. Yeah, I mean, I like clients yeah. to look at a rating of themselves. You know, right now, yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put your health and fitness efforts? And yeah. often it's around a 2, 3, 4 out of 10. Yeah. Okay, where do you want to be? Oh, I want to be a 8, 9, 10 out of 10. Yes. That's what most people would agree with. Exactly. But they try and jump from going to be a 3 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10 yeah. overnight. It's crazy. Like most, like most coaches out there, when they give people eating plans or whatever, they're the kind of eating plans that a bodybuilder would get. 
Yes. You know, so how do you go from being a totally unhealthy person to on Monday starting to live like one of these guys who gets up on stage in a bodybuilding, you know, yeah. eating skinless chicken breast, like baked, yeah. you know, like obviously there's skills involved that you haven't learned. Yes. You know, you've got to learn to be able to order off a menu in a restaurant. How to cook, you've how got to, to learn shop. how to cook. You've got to learn how to make better choices. You've yeah. got to learn, you know, what, what kind of nutrients are in food, like how, how to deal with cravings. Exactly. So much like involved. How to, how to manage social uh, engagements. Yeah. How to manage, you know, things in the home. You know, your kids want these things in the home. How to build your environment. So I think that that's the key thing. Like if we mm. could like make one change in the world, a sleep mm. geek, is to get people to understand that there's that massive paradigm shift. Yeah. And that they need to build healthy habits. There's a process, you know, from where you are to where you want to be. It takes time. It's a journey. And I think that's a, a lot about what people do wrong when they when they're setting health and fitness goals yeah you, you said like they, they'll get a plan and it's really difficult to do but because they're highly motivated and it's the right time in the right place they tend to do well for a week or two sure and i think a new year resolution is a great example of this you, you've just come off the the holidays yeah. you, you're fairly well rested you're happy you, you, your cup has been full of people and, and joy you're in a good place it's a new year so there's a the whole concept of improving yourself now so you, you are rested, you're sure. highly motivated, um, you have the energy and the motivation, that kind of thing. So now you're like, okay, life is going well. Let me start something crazy difficult because I'm crazy ambitious yeah. and I'll get on a plan. And because they're so motivated and because life is so perfect in that moment, they can do this really hard thing for a week or two. Sure. Some people give it for a couple of weeks and that's the incentive. But as soon as life gets bumpy and messy, like it always does, you know, there's a deadline that comes up, someone gets sick, finances get short, you have an argument, you have a bad day, whatever. As soon as life gets messy and you no longer have this perfect day, everything is, it just becomes impossible to sustain. Sure. And that's, that's the difficulty. So then they have this all or nothing. If I can't do it perfectly, yeah. because my life isn't perfect anymore, I might as well do nothing at all. But now, drop everything. The alternative, you know, in the coaching program, we talk about this whole pause button mentality where it's like, okay, life is not going well right now. Let me press pause and wait until Monday, until next month, until next year. Yeah. When the time is going to be perfect again to start again. But instead of pressing pause constantly, because all that teaches you is the skill of pausing, right? You get exactly. better and better at pausing and starting and stopping and starting and stopping. That's what the skill teaches you. And that's how you lose the same 10 kilograms over and over and over again. The alternative is to have this kind of adjust the dial concept. So if you, if you imagine like a light switch, that's the pause button mentality. You're either on or you're off, on off, on off, on off, on off. Or you look at like the, the radio dial on like an old radio or like the, your stovetop dial where you can adjust it warmer or cooler, you know, louder or softer. That's, that's your life. You know, when life is going well, turn it up. Increase your fitness efforts, eat better, push yeah. harder. When life is not going so well, turn it down a little bit, scale it down. But make sure you don't go to nothing. That's exactly. So this is so a practical example that would be like, let's say, you know, at one point in your work life cycle, you've got lots of time. Yes. Like, okay, now you can maybe, you know, you can go for hikes. Yeah. You can, you know, go for long training sessions. Get more sleep. You can do all those kind of things. Mm. But then all of a sudden you go through a patch at work, which is really busy. Or, yeah. I don't know, you have a baby or something. Yeah. And now your fitness starts to look more like just try and get like half an hour walking every day. Mm, or 45 minute walk. Or yeah. If that, 
but basically it's not about just going to zero. Mm. You know, like you can't eat healthy at the moment. Um, okay, what can you do to make it slightly better? Yes. That's that always something approach. Like yes. to me, people, if you can't understand the concept of always something, mm. I guess I would say as a tool, you should be asking yourself this question constantly. How can I make this slightly better? Yeah. Like in any kind of situation, you're in a restaurant, mm. you're in McDonald's, Yeah. let's say, and like there aren't great options there. How can I make this slightly better? What's the best thing I can order on a McDonald's menu? Mm. You know, it's not a case of saying, well, I'm in McDonald's. It's too bad. Like now I might as well just order the yeah. double Big Mac. And There's always better choices you can make. Exactly. So it's like, how can I make this slightly better? And also I want to add, even if you're in McDonald's and you can't make a much better choice, simply taking the time to think, how can I make this better, builds a skill. Yes. Of problem solving and trying to be more consistent versus building the skill of stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Yeah, that's that's the key. Is you always you always thinking like how can I be not all or nothing? Mm. Um, and I think you know back to the original question about why people are so all or nothing. I think it's because we just we tend to believe that we're only going to get results if we do things absolutely perfectly. Yeah. But you know we we teach people through healthy habits that small little even like small little two minute or five minute actions can make yeah. a difference to your life. And like it does. one thing that proved that for me so well was, you know, there's that book by Rangan Chatterjee, which is um, what feel good in five. Feel better in five. Yeah. Feel better in five. And I love his example where <clears throat> if you're trying to convince someone like, you know, when you say to someone, maybe just do two minutes of squats while your kettle's boiling. Mm. And they might think, how's that What's really going to improve yeah. my health? But he's, counter to that was well what happens if you smoked for two minutes or <laughs> if you ate chocolate for two minutes or yeah you know so if you can do damage yeah. in two minutes why yeah. can't you do good in two minutes absolutely and that was like a light bulb moment for me and you know you're right like it, it, small changes do add up to yeah. results and they also build your identity yes i mean kat mentioned you know um as long it's as i do something space. small with re which resonates with my identity of being a fit and healthy person if you are whether you're doing a 90-minute workout or a 10-minute walk every single day, mm. both of them reinforce the idea that you are someone who exercises every single day. You are a fit person. Yeah. Yeah. But again, whether it's 90 minutes or 10 minutes, it, 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 it has the same result to some extent. Sure. And like, so where's the proof here for people? Okay, it's fine what we've been saying. But the real proof is that most of the people that you aspire to be, all of the people that you look up to, their journeys, I mean, in social media, we always see the highlight reels, mm. but their journey, and some people are authentic and they share more, mm. more, more honestly, but like everyone's journey is never a straight line and nobody, like if you take someone in the community, let's say someone posts a transformation Tuesday yeah, and they say, here's my before and after, I've lost 20 kilograms in the last six months mm. or whatever it is, or two months or whatever it is. I can promise you now they had bad days. Mm. I can promise you now they had like weekends that were right off. Mm. I can promise you now they skipped workouts. Yeah. I can promise you now that, I don't know, they went totally overboard. But the thing is, is you see that photo, the before and mm. after, and in your mind, you're telling yourself that they, they just know how to get everything right. But no, it's not it true. It doesn't work that way. They found a way to keep going. I mean, we also asked in the same comment, like Natasha Armstrong said, before I would eat something bad and then call it a failed day and continue to eat bad. Yep. Now, if I have a bad meal, I immediately go back to being good for my next meal. So, you know, we don't use good and bad that often at sleep, but the idea is in the past, she would eat 
a, a meal that wasn't so good for her goals. Yeah. It like moved her further away from her goals. And instead of just continuing with that cycle, you know, eating the whole weekend like that, she would, okay, the very next meal, let me get back on track. Exactly. So this is the thing is, I think you need to like do the right things um, as much of the time as possible. You don't have to do it all of the time. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, it's about being good enough. Yeah. It's not being about being perfect. So yes. now, initially I said, I think the problem why people have this mentality is because their time frames are wrong. Mm. Now, if you look at your horizon, I mean, let's say I've got another 35, 40 years to live or whatever it is. How many meals am I going to have in the next 30? Mm-hmm. How many opportunities for workouts are a there? Lot. So exactly. So a bad meal, a bad weekend, even a bad few months is a blimp on the radar of my life. Absolutely. And I think once you start taking that mentality that you're in this for life, mm then you're not going to sweat a bad day as much. Yeah. And I think the key, the key problem here is it's almost like a, a video game, mm. like where you're running along and you're trying to like win at this game of, 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 of life and help building a healthy lifestyle. Mm. But there's constant opportunities for you to give up. Yes. And if you give up, then you're sure going to fail. Game over. If you, it's game over. If you give up, you're sure going to fail. We did a podcast on, you know, the only, like, never quit yeah. um, recently. Check that out. So, so the point is, is we constantly be throwing these challenges. Mm. And all we got to do is just keep trying to keep on keeping on. Yeah. And that's where that dial mentality comes in is that you just okay it's it's hard now but i'm gonna maybe i wasn't maybe as good as yesterday i'm dialing it down yeah. but you never stop you never stop pushing because you've got a lifetime of pursuing health yeah i mean i love the video game content i'm an avid uh, gamer and you know what you learn from playing video games is that every time you fail there's there's feedback like you can't do the same thing and the same thing and same thing and expect a different result yes. i mean einstein said that as well what you have to do, if you make a mistake, if you die, if you, if you, if you, whatever in the video game, why did that happen? How can I avoid that from happening again? How can I overcome that next time I try? Sure. And the problem is when you have this perfectionist mindset where you can't do it perfectly, you might as well not do it at all, you're stopping before you get to the point of failure. Sure. And you're not giving yourself the space to learn. So it's like playing a video game and seeing this obstacle coming up or this big bad boss coming up and think, oh, that looks too difficult. I'm just going to call it a day for now and walk away. You'll never progress. You'll always yeah. be on that level. Yes. Whereas you try your hardest. If you win, great. If you fail, why do you fail? What can you learn from it? What can you do differently next time you go and try that again? And Absolutely. that's how life works as well. Absolutely. And like back to my point about like examples of you know, people who we look up to not being perfect. Mm. I mean, one of the examples that I really love to to, to cite is that one of Usain Bolt. Mm. So basically, I was watching a documentary on him. Now, he's probably one of the greatest sprinters that has ever lived. Yeah. Now, he's a champion. He's a champion of champions. Mm. And you would think that, you know, his training and his attitude to his sport and everything would be impeccable and flawless. Mm. But, you know, watching that documentary... It actually was, it blew my mind hearing him speak where he's actually saying that like he doesn't enjoy training. He feels like he's missing his youth. He'd rather be partying and chilling with his mates. Yeah. And, you know, you're hearing this from someone who's like achieved such accolades. Yeah. But the point is, is that like, even though he had that attitude and he didn't get things right all the time, he did enough to, you know, be so successful. Yeah. He never gave up. So he was kind of like a reluctant hero. Yeah, I mean, he definitely he, had bad days. But he wasn't perfect. Yeah. 
you know, his coach would get upset with him and, yeah. you know, like he was hard to manage. Absolutely. And so I think that's a wonderful story to show you guys that you literally do not have to be perfect to succeed at something. Yeah. And it's, it's a lesson that people have got to take because it's one of those limiting beliefs. Yeah. Like, you're limited by this belief, I can't do this. Yeah. Because I can't do it perfectly. Yes. I don't know you if never even try. Yeah. As child. Well, I am a perfectionist, therefore I'll never be able to figure out how to build healthy habits. I'll never be able to figure out how to be more always something. I'll never figure out how to use that adjust the dial mentality. But that's not true. Like, as long as you believe that, you're holding yourself back. And that's why at Sleeky, we, we love teaching healthy habits, right? Because it's like, it's yeah. one thing at a time. We want to help you build the habit of eating protein with every meal. Yeah. That's all you got to do. You scale it up and down. It's like brushing your teeth. Yeah. On good days, you brush your teeth for a solid two minutes. On bad days, when you're rushed and you're late for work, you'll brush it for 10 seconds. But you don't normally go a whole week or a whole month, the whole year without brushing your teeth. Exactly. Because it's a habit and you want the benefit it provides. There's benefit to eating protein. There's benefit to going for a walk. There's benefit to being, being active. There's benefit to sleeping more at night, sleeping better. Mm. But it doesn't all have to be perfect. No. It just has to be enough in that moment and then you do better at the very next opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, let's, let's check out another comment from one of our community members. Maxine Charles, who's also one of our challenge team leaders um, from Iron Maidens, you know, she's lost 20 kilograms over time. And she says small changes have added up to long-term sustainable healthy habits so much better than the all or nothing approach. I've done the restricted diets and failed many times. But the moment I had an aha moment of small changes, it meant that it was not such a difficult journey to experience. Mm. I love that. So it made the journey more doable and easier for her. It wasn't as intimidating. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, you can get things 80% right mm. every day yeah. and still make progress. I think it's just about adjusting your timeline. Absolutely. Look, I mean, the fact is, is that the more compliant you are, the yeah. faster your results will be. Yes. So it is a trade-off. Mm. You, have to, you have to say, you have to trade off. Okay, this might take me a little bit longer. Yeah. But the win is that it's going to be more comfortable. Yes. The win is I'll feel like I can do it. Yeah. And the win is I'll probably be doing it in a year from now or two years from now or yeah. 10 years from now. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, going all out, like, let's say, for example, you know, we run our eight-week challenges mm. and they're popular and people get results and they, yeah. it's got its benefits. Yes. It's a great tool for certain things. Mm. But if you shoot the lights out in an eight-week challenge, mm. what you've proven is you've proven that you're motivated. In that time, yeah. Exactly. Like, you've proved over those eight weeks that you're motivated because it's about compliance. And you probably made a lot of trade-offs during those eight weeks. Exactly. But if you can build a healthy lifestyle, mm. like, over years and, you know, over time, mm. then what you've proven is you've proved that you've mastered yes. healthy habits in your daily life. And I think there's and always... The goal. There's always... It's important to have both. Yeah, the time goes um, both. You know, because Sleekick focuses on beginners so much, helping them get started, this is why we're so adamant about healthy habits. Yeah. But there definitely is a time and place to put your habits to the test and to push yourself hard because that's fun. Yeah. It's competitive. It's part of human nature. I mean, I look at something like martial arts, which I think is like the epitome of slow, steady, build foundations, get it right before moving on to the next day. They literally have stages in grading yeah. where you can't go to the next stage unless you have actually passed what you need to pass. Yeah. But they still then have competitions. They still have tests and challenges to face. So it's kind of like slow, steady, get really good, then put yourself to the test. test. Yeah. Then decide the next goal. Slow, steady, learn what you need to learn, then put it to the test. 
Exactly. Like for me, I've always like I've written many times about the idea of like sprints. Yes. And, you know, and cruises, sprinting exactly. and cruising. Yeah, so basically, that. which is the same, you know, even with like work projects, you know, yeah. like in, in the IT sector, they use sprints, like a sprint yeah. methodology. Yeah. Like as an agile kind of um, way of managing projects. Mm. The whole idea is that you, over a short period of time, you say, you know what, I want to achieve this milestone as quickly mm. as possible. Yeah. And I'm going to go all out. Yeah. But then in between the sprints, you have some periods of maintenance. And Absolutely. The key thing with a health journey is in between the sprints is to not go from, you know, go to, nothing. to zero again. And that's the all or nothing mentality. And also to assess how it went, right? Like, I mean, often with sprints, they will say, we're going to allocate a certain amount of work to be done yes. in that sprint. Yes. And if by the end of the sprint, they realize not all the work got done, they say, okay, we put too much work in that sprint. How can we make the next sprint more appropriate? And, and this train of thought has actually just made me think about like a really key principle on this topic. And that's that, you know, we say to people, don't be all or nothing, mm. rather be always, always something. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with going all out. The main thing is, if you go all out, when you're done going all out, don't go to nothing. <laughs> because it's not all or nothing. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost like all or something. It's always something, I mean. Yeah. But I mean, there's nothing wrong, like, as you say, with these eight-week challenges, there's nothing wrong with going to 100% yeah. and like pushing. Yeah. As long as at the end of that, you don't just go to zero. And I think determining what that all out looks like for you could be different for different people. Exactly. So whenever I work with clients, I always try to get them to start off slow and steady, but most people want to push. They want to go hard. Sure. So my deal with them is always, okay, we try this. We, we add a bit more effort and time into things, but if you struggle, we're then going to make it easier. Mm-hmm. And, and that's always my advice for someone who is struggling to be consistent is they're most likely trying to do something that's too difficult for their current life circumstances. Yeah. And if you have a goal, you have a plan and you're not managing to stick with it, see how you can make it easier first. Sure. Get really good at doing the slightly easier version it'll build your skills it'll build your confidence it'll build your competence and then slowly scale up from there. Yeah. And this is hard. Like I can appreciate like here's somebody who's in pain. Here's somebody who is very dissatisfied of where they are in their life right now. Here's someone who needs change ASAP. Mm. And you're telling them, listen, we're going to take it slow. Yeah. Now, not comfortable. It's not the news that someone wants to hear. Yeah. But from our experience, mm. unfortunately, it is a really good way to go. Yeah. And I find with most of my clients that a lot of them you know, after two to three months. They really appreciate it. They appreciate it. They're like, yeah. you know what? I've built this incredible foundation. Yeah. Um, I feel so much more confident with everything now. And change is ultimately made. Yeah. But it is tough. Yeah. It is, it's a natural instinct that you want to try and solve that problem. You want to scratch that itch ASAP. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's going to take a bit of patience. Yeah. Um, to build, you know. And you just have to have that faith. I mean, Toshia said small changes eventually add, eventually add up and gain momentum. And these small changes are easier than setting large goals and failing. Small successes build consistency and long-term changes and keep us motivated along the way. Yeah. So she's actually talking about like measuring those small successes that build consistency. Like, okay, if my goal is to eat protein with every meal, if my goal is to do a workout every day, yeah. let me measure it. Let me like, even if it's a 10 minute workout. Sure. 
let me track, am I being consistent or not? And when I am being consistent, that's success. Sure. And as you said earlier, success breeds success. Exactly. And I mean, like, I was listening to Mel Robbins the other day, and Tony Robbins says this as well. Ironically, they've got the same surname. Yeah, what are they related? <laughs> no, they're not. But Mel, she's also one of those self-help people. Yeah. And she was saying people generally feel stuck and dissatisfied when they're not growing. Yes. So I think that the key thing, as Eric said, is to find the wins. Mm. And you're not necessarily going to find those wins on the scale. Yeah. Those wins might just be, hey, tick, I did that five minutes of yoga. Mm. Hey, I'm getting better at this posture. Exactly. So you've got to find those wins because those wins are going to keep the wind in your sails. Mm. They're going to help you carry on and, and, and believe that Absolutely, ultimately you're going to yeah. get somewhere. So, yeah. you know, you've got to look for what those measures for success are beyond just the weight on the scale um, or mm. whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So, yeah, we, we both have that look of like we think we've said what we've had yeah, to say. Yeah, the goal is to be less all or nothing. You know, try and be perfect is the enemy of progress because nobody is perfect and it often results in failure. Therefore, consistency beats perfection. So try to be all, try to be less all or nothing and more always something, guys. Awesome. Like I think this is probably one of our key, 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 key messages. It is. So guys, if you can translate this into your life, it is going to change your life. Yeah. We'll see you for the next podcast. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks.